all the latest news, views and reactions to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. Welcome back to 442 FM. Thank you for joining us again. Um, we're back and uh, week eight of the uh, Hyundai A League. We had um, derbies left, right, and centre, own goals, and goals galore. Kevin Ayers with me. Hello. Tim Palmer. Hello, in the right city this week. Remember to be in the right pl- place for it. <laughs> always helpful. Yeah, nice to have you here. Cronin, always Hello. good to have you back. Yeah, good to be back. And I am Adam, the tip master Jackson. <laughs> you get two tips right and you suddenly become uh, the tip master. He's <laughs> off the bottom of the table. Um, so hey, we'll, come, we'll come to that in a Replaced by a man Tins. who's not been here for two episodes. <laughs> I'm joint second, I think you'll find. Yeah. So uh, Yeah, that says more about the three of you than it does about anything else, I think. Uh, two of right. you, at least. Tim has an excuse. And, you know, yeah. Tim, Tim doesn't have an excuse. <laughs> not here in the relegation zone <laughs> bottom of the table mate I'm afraid yeah. alright let's get into it Friday night the derby victory Adelaide I, this is one of my favourite derbies I must admit you've got about 100 to choose from <laughs> so many derbies it is all about the derby isn't it <laughs> um, it's a great game great atmosphere great derby just I, I really enjoyed it and great on goals own goals one gal that specialist striker of the A-League <laughs> strikes again uh, I thought it was three own goals was it, was it only two it was two it was just two, it was was two. I, must, yeah. I must have imagined the third it was carried away I thought it was an own goal hat trick <laughs> uh, but yeah sensational match uh, everything you could wish for from the uh, the uh, fixture and uh, a result that I think is probably fair to be honest but yeah, I think it reflects just how tight these two are and how free-scoring both of them are. Mm. first ten minutes was just ridiculous. Like, the victory came out, like, they just taken a huge hit of cocaine right before the game and just, you know... Not that we think they have. A lawyer tells us to say, like... Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get everybody out of this. It was just unbelievable. Like, it was... The game was on steroids for the first ten. And not, <laughs> not, not that we think they are on steroids. <laughs> Oh dear. Do you want me to add another one in? No. <laughs> Stop now, Cronin. <laughs> I've got one more up my sleeve. <laughs> no, no. He was throwing all the superlatives already. I've got nothing to say. But yeah. Um, decent game, and obviously, I think we can we can basically say that you know, right now, these two teams are the favourites uh, to make it into the to the finals uh, the grand finals in fact because they've just been uh, been playing so well um, I think Adelaide defensively weren't as solid in that game um, and that sort of let them down in that regard but yeah I think it was a cracker derby everyone agreed everyone can agree on that yeah I, I would say that the the victory pressing and their attack forced a lot of errors in uh, in Adelaide's uh, defence as you said uh, I, I think Tim was about to say yeah. before he, he started libeling uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah if, 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 do you want to jump yeah, oh absolutely Verusio uh, <laughs> uh, just works so so hard up front 
it was actually insane if we had stats for how much distance players covered. I you know, so I didn't actually jump in and say not that we don't think he's insane because I think he actually might be, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Verusha did such a tremendous job leading Victory's pressure up, up front and, I mean, obviously the goals are a nice bonus but his work rate is just phenomenal. It really is. I, I know we give it a lot of credit but we probably still don't give it enough credit. Cause he just he, never stops up front, does he? Yeah. He runs and runs and runs and runs and running. close and close. And it's, it is the, the way to put Adelaide off the game is if you can sort of disrupt that back line of theirs. Yeah, well, there was no other strike you would, would you have been able to press as high up against Adelaide as you would yeah. with another, with, without Borussia. Mm. You sort of need him there to effectively press Adelaide. Yeah, I mean, Victory had such a good outfit, I thought, towards the end of last season, but Borussia has come in and he's just the final ingredient for my money. Uh, he's just what they need. And, you know, fair play to Brisbane. They've lost a huge, huge uh, player with him uh, going to Victory. I think, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a season maker for you. He's a, he, he will get you titles. Mm. And, and Melbourne can obviously thank Mulvey for that. <laughs> The Queen, Queensland Manager of the Year, yes. Coach of the Year, <laughs> Mike Morby. Um, more on that later. Um, but um, but yeah, I mentioned the own goals. Uh, I, I think a lot of the credit needs to go to Finkler. Um, I, every time he seemed to get on the ball, the Adelaide defence just looked a little bit nervous. And from his two, well, pretty much his two assists, the, the two own goals came. You know, it, it, him. As uh, Kev was just saying, then the amount of space, the tracking, and the pressure that Barisha gives you, um, it just opens up so much space for Finkler behind him. And uh, yeah, the, the, the and what what I like about Finkler is he he moves a lot, which might sound like really basic, but he he looks for space and he moves you know out wide or he runs forward or he drops deep. And he's really clever at sort of finding little pockets of space. And then what Victory have done well is adapt around that. So if, if Finkler drops off or drifts wide then the winner on his side will sprint forward you know, to give him an option on the ball. So I think that's a real testament to the way Muscat set up the side and Finkley is certainly you know, the fulcrum around which much of their attacking play mm. comes from. And touch on Adelaide, um, you know, scoring two goals and conceding two on goals to, to lose 3-2, um, <laughs> you know, they've got to be quite unlo- feel quite hard done by. I think it was a fair result, um, but um, I thought that Adelaide down the f- Adelaide down the flanks caused victories quite a lot of problems, uh, and you know probably a bit of credit has got to be uh, said to Adelaide. And uh, as as, uh, as Cronin said, they're the two top teams of the uh, in the league and <coughs> past glory. Guys, you keep <laughs> two, two of the top I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, can I just say, that remember back in oh, probably the second podcast we ever did, Adelaide was playing Melbourne Victory, and I spent about 10 minutes ranting about how good that game was going to be. And it was absolutely terrible. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I blamed you for it. Yeah. You, you weren't up last week's podcast, yeah. suddenly we have a decent. <laughs> El Clasico. Yeah. Although you did a, you did predict a five five draw for this as well. Oh, good. Last yeah, week. I, I would have said weren't far off it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably the closest out of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Kev, you got too thick. But um, cool. So that was a, a great start to the weekend. And uh, and talking of um, of glory, table topping Perth glory, and uh, Lose Mourinho is uh, survives another week. And do you know what? Before everyone mocks me and because and says it, it was a draw this week. Chelsea drew as well, so uh, I'm not. You know, there is a lot of synergy between those two managers. It's true. And who were Chelsea playing? Uh, they were playing Sunderland away. Yes. Yeah. Who were, who were towards the bottom of the table? Very true. Even more. Yeah. 
Do you know? It's, it's uncanny. It is. I met Kenny today, this afternoon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And we got mistaken for each other. <laughs> <laughs> I started running the, the training session. He started taking, started taking photos. photos. <laughs> it was bizarre. Did you call him Lozak? No, I didn't. Uh, no, but I'm going to maybe see him tomorrow, and I think I'll just slip that one in. Drop it in. Yeah. Drop it in. See how it goes. So, um, Brisbane... They started pretty well, I thought. You know, before um, before the goal, um, they were playing some decent stuff. But then, as soon as that goal came in, Perth seemed to control the game and uh, and, and played a sort of similar sort of style to what what we've seen of them so far. And probably a little bit unlucky to to come away with only a draw. Well, um, Tyson actually played a. I think it was exactly the same lineup as he did with Malvi, which sort of indicates that he really didn't have that much time to. Um, sort of make any tactical changes uh, to his squad um, but I think yeah Brisbane started well um, and you know they're, they're sort of starting to find the rhythm now and I think um, you know Enrique really um, is sort of the main man now that Bruce has gone uh, popped up with a late goal to equalise things so um, yeah yeah, I think I still think it's going to be a long season for Bruce, and I didn't see any real signs of uh, seeds of uh, revival there. For all a new manager came in, they didn't have the the new manager uh, bounce back that uh, you often see. I felt even though they came away with a draw, uh, it was a typical roar late uh, rally to to score that final equaliser. Um, but I think also by the same token, Perth, although they probably left fairly happy to have got a point away from home after such a long trip by the same token you would have hoped for more from them uh, given that their position their run of results and Brisbane's position in their run of results I think they've got to be slightly disappointed with that Brisbane the the plan looking forward now is pretty straightforward if we're going to be honest because Tyson, Tyson, France, the Dutchman. Tyson, I think Tyson. settled for. Tyson, is um, in Mike Tyson. As in Mike Tyson. <laughs> a, um, his job is basically just to get Brisbane playing better again. There's not going to be any major tactical changes. Or we're not going to see Brisbane start becoming like but a new compact character. I never thought it's, Brisbane it's were playing badly, though, to be honest. That's, that's the thing. He's yeah. just got to get it a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. They that's need to tighten up the defence. They need to stop giving yeah. away silly own goals. And they need to be a bit more clinical up apart from Henrique, Henrique yeah. uh, in the final third. I mean, th- there wasn't that much wrong. That was the whole shock of Mulvey getting the arse. Uh, it came... They're not that far away, basically. Mm. And we always talk about... When you always see when a new manager comes in, it's sort of a bit of a bounce-back period because, you know, they're sick of the old guy and they get a new one in. And you didn't really... got to, they've got to try and impress the new guy as well. Yeah, to, to I don't think you really got that feeling from Brisbane no, in this game. No, I agree yeah. uh, completely. It was, it was another... Very yeah. mediocre Brisbane Roar performance. Yeah, it was just the same, and I, like they weren't going to get it because of the circumstances in which Mulvey was sacked. Because he'd only been in charge for about a year and yeah. a year and a half, and I'm pretty sure, without you know being privy to the dressing room, but a lot of his players would be happy with someone who's just led them to the premiership and the championship. You would hope so. Maybe <laughs> Liam Miller aside, but he wasn't there. Yeah. And so, like so these sort of uh, these sort of players aren't you know. Uh, Revived by a new a new manager or anything, you as think it so. might be the case with someone else, another club. And so I don't think Brisbane. I don't think we're going to see much out of them over the next couple of weeks, unless you know Tyson has a few tricks up his sleeve. 
So that, that's yet to be that will be yet to be seen. Um, but f- to a team who have seen a, a massive revival under a new coach over at the Sydney Derby, um, Sydney FC were probably. Would you say they were probably a bit lucky to come away with a point here? It depends whether or not you can consider them lucky for losing Abbas. Uh, if they hadn't lost Abbas, I don't think they would have been in the same position, to be honest. Mm. He's been a fairly crucial member of the, the squad and the team on the, the pitch. Uh, I, I was wholly unimpressed by what happened to him. Uh, it looked like a cynical attempt to try and take him out of the game, and it succeeded, and it's put him out for the whole season. Um, I wasn't. I thought that was a pretty low low act by Western Sydney Wanderers. Mm. Yeah. Uh, cruciate ligament is that uh, ACL uh, and MCL and MCL and medial as well and knee injury. So you know, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. But the odd thing was when, when the tackle happened I thought it was a replay Of the same tackle <laughs> Two minutes ago. I literally thought I looked up and I said It's showing a replay Of the first tackle And then Abbas is like You know line on the guy I thought Oh this didn't happen The first time <laughs> yeah. Was that Gamero's ACL as well yeah. Isn't he? yeah He yeah. ruptured his ACL oh. Which is the same injury That Ryan Grant did last season yeah, and course. Ryan Grant's only just come back for that game yeah. so it's, it's, like, it's an odd symmetry oh, that's, that's unfortunate isn't it? he did make his substitute appearance um, think, last week yeah last yeah. week but it's just his first yeah. shoved in the deep best. and I think he did a pretty good job with that anyway yeah yeah, yeah I think if Sydney had had their full first team with uh, Dmitry Jovic which again was a ridiculous yeah. decision to for him not to be playing and um, a Sasha uh, back in the back line I think they would have uh, probably strolled to a much more convincing result um, having said that you know uh, it's good to see Tommy Juric getting back on the, mm-hmm. the score sheet and Western Sydney Wanderers just as I say unimpressed by La Roca's uh, tackle but other than that you know, they were showing a bit more of the, the Wanderers of old, I felt. Uh, it looked a, a much stronger, more cohesive, mm-hmm. uh, tighter playing unit uh, that were back on script, as it were. Yeah, um, Arnold admitted after the game that, you know, if they'd let Wanderers score, um, they would have gone on to win the match. They were the better team in the first half, and I would tend to agree with that. They created quite a lot of chances. Um, one of them was cleared off the line. Um, yeah, Castlin. Yeah, Castlin yeah, um, shot, and Castlin was just brilliant. I thought, you know, I've really been yeah. impressed by him since since he came into the league, and he's just getting better and better. He's very, very fast, yeah. for, especially for a man of his age, uh, and uh, he's very skillful as well. I thought the the one that was cleared off the line. Big, big credit to Boic for getting back there. Yeah. Uh, if you if yeah. Uh, watch the replay a few a few times, see where he's come from and how he's predicted where that ball's going to end up. And if he would have been, you know. 10% of a second away um, you know he wouldn't have got to it so um, yeah very very yeah. good I was also really impressed by the way Mark Bridge handled himself in the uh, centre midfield role as an attacking midfielder he um, did really well to um, you know spread the play to the wings because the Wanderers were playing really tight the front three were playing really tight mm. so he did really well in spreading out to uh, spreading the ball out to the wings and creating chances through that um, and then, and then when he missed the one-on-one chance, um, things just—it well, was kind of like you know the Mark Bridge of old, the <laughs> not so clinical Mark Bridge. Yes, that's that's not a compliment, mm, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, again, Rukavistia had a great game. Should have scored, in my opinion. You sort of wonder when, when he's he actually post. going to mm. get um, 
get a goal because yeah, I, I, he's so dangerous in attack and he's so fast. Mm. Um, that, yeah, I think someone with a bit more confidence would have taken that around the keeper mm. when it, instead of we, trying to. It was, yeah, it was. It was it, it, you know, he did pretty much everything yeah, right. Yeah, he but, did pretty well. Um, I mean, the margin was pretty fine on that one. Yeah. That should have gone in, and he's just very, very unlucky. Well, it was. It was just his lack of. Uh, the final touch in front of goal and um, there was also this one chance I think 10 minutes before time when he just booted the ball straight at goal from like what 25, 30 yards out and you're sort of like you know what are you doing Mm. he's a good player I really like him and he's really good at running in behind and you know just offers something different to Castellano on the other side yeah I think that's a really nice balance we're going to see uh, a lot from those two as the season goes on I hope Mm. Uh, yeah, and Juric as well staying injury free if he can maintain uh, for the rest of the season I think the three of them together is going to be quite a lethal strike force I, th- I think sometimes that's why Bridge almost lets them down a little bit because he is he's almost that second slower than everyone else you know for, the, for, for Juric's first goal all of those other three would have bounced on that and it probably would have been a goal from Bridge's effort instead he, he took that extra second too long and you know, there was a, a defender managed to come in. Lucky, luckily, the, it re- rebounded to Urich and he put it in. I think that that, that happened a few times with times with Bridge. Mm. It was just a little bit ponderous on the ball. Yeah, I think that that sums up his career, to be honest. Mm. I think I think also with the Wanderers, they sort of uh, found um, the intensity that they had without the ball, which they, um, yeah, they which has made them so good. Um, defense, they pressed a lot better in this game. They did yeah, a lot better. Um, uh, Which I think it's probably a physical issue because they had the full week off and just mm. been able mm. to have that time to recover and go over concepts and still another disrupted month for them ahead. Well, yeah, mm. um, and, and Popovich said that you know he still doesn't think his team is one hundred percent fit, which I found really interesting. It's been almost a month since the Champions League, um, and they've been rotating the squad around, so it's kind of has Castellan finished a game yet? I swear he's been taken off in every single game. That wouldn't surprise mm. me. Yeah, I think that you, you, the league does tend to attract those players that just can't last the yeah. full ninety. Mm. Uh, but when you know the, for the the hour that they are on the pitch, they sparkle. You know, yeah. they just don't have the stamina. And mm. then you know we sell them to Celtic, and they never play again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bernie Abini's goal. No one's talked about that. Yeah, I was about up. to mention. It was just as well there was a net to stop that one, yeah. otherwise it would still be in orbit oh. by now. That's, a, that's about as, as well hit that you will see yeah. uh, a shot. It's you know, ferocious. Um, Kovic, didn't, he barely moved, had he? And the ball was in the back of the net. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was slightly blindsided, I saw on one of the camera angles, that he, you know, he didn't get to see terribly much of it. Oh, really? But, Jesus, it was ferocious. Oh. Still, it was one of those momentarily... Uh, Defensive lapses, which I thought, yeah, probably would have cost them a win. In that, um, Adeleki just sort of pulled back from chasing the ball. Mm. It was just him versus Ibini. He sort of pulled back, let Ibini get the ball, um, and we all know how good Ibini is on the ball, especially when in form. And um, I don't think you can criticise the defensive errors there because if you watch a replay, a bit. The Wanderers, it's a corner for the Wanderers, and they play it short, and Abini goes out to like to block off the short pass, and then the cross comes in. 
So Randy sort of just nonchalantly jogs away, jogs away, and he's you know he's completely out of the play. Mm. And then Bowitz just boots it wherever the hell he likes, and it happens to fall to a Benny, and you know he does the rest. <laughs> but it, like, is like it was just really unlucky because they kept two players back because Sydney put everyone back into the penalty box for the corner, mm. and then it just happened to be you know their own ploy to try and drag Sydney out of position, which worked because they got a Benny you know to come to the short corner and then they whipped the ball in. Just completely backfired because of where the clearance came. <laughs> I was just sensational, and you know, it's what I've always wanted to see from a Benny. But I was actually giving up hope of ever actually seeing it come mm. to fruition. He's got such speed, but to be able to actually control the ball and then unleash that shot on the run without hesitating, without pausing, without taking that extra touch and losing control was just fantastic. I hope we see much, much more of that now that he's realised he can do it mm. properly. If I'm going to be a little bit critical um, of, a, of a very good goal, the, sh- the touch before he he hits it, he kind of takes a dodgy touch. It kind of bobbles up, but just and the defender doesn't go for the ball, and then he just kind of sits up perfectly for his left foot. Um, but to have the confidence to be able to hit it from there is uh, is good. And that, uh, as you said, I, I want to see a lot more of that from him. If I'm being honest, I have a feeling if you replayed that shot ten times, a Benny would hit it out of Parramatta Stadium. Not. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those that his agent's going, that's going on the YouTube reel. <laughs> um, and, and then Sunday, um, Wellington, um, Melbourne City. Now, this is um, one of the games why I love the A-League so much. Um, the first 30 minutes, City, I, I thought City were by far the better team, and it, was, it looked like a matter of time before they broke through. And then... And then, be- and then before you know it, there's a dodgy back pass that ends up at, um, at Burns and City fall apart. All hell breaks loose. Yeah. It's a goal tsunami. It, well, it was great to see. I, I really enjoyed I'm this game. City fan. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was very good. And good to see Jacob Burns getting back in the score sheet after all this time out mm. for Wellington uh, Phoenix instead of Perth Glory too. The Australian ran a picture of Jacob, Bur- Jacob Burns as a scorer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, it was um, <clears throat> last season um, in I think exactly the same fixture or something this early in the season. Melbourne City won five the nil band or something. Yeah, five nil. Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of shows you where Melbourne City are now. Um, I think it was about this time when Melbourne Melbourne Heart back then were actually starting to play some decent football. Just after Aloisi had left. Mm, yeah, Aloisi didn't leave until fourteen games. Okay. Yeah. So it would have been a couple more weeks. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But. Into the new year slightly, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, what a what a monumentous collapse! Like, full credit to Melbourne City for you know collapsing like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it takes a bit of good, to yeah. it, doesn't it? <laughs> Especially you know, it's fair enough when you've been completely outclassed from mm. first kickoff, but to have actually had control of the game for a decent stretch and then just completely mm. throw it all away, and then and then to have the halftime break, you know, time to refocus. Go, let, let's focus back on our goals. <laughs> And then it's collapsing out. <laughs> two minutes after the whole time. You start two minutes later. Oh, no, collapse down. Let's go. It's, um, it's not looking good for Van Schipt, really, is it? Mm. Van Schipt. There's an interesting stat where I think he's lost like 35 or 40% of his games. And there's a kind of a weird thing about Van Schipt where everyone gets excited about him because he's Dutch and he's... I will admit I bought into it a little bit But now I'm just starting to go What, what is going on? But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean to have your defence looking that bad And considering that many 
that, that takes a bit of doing. Uh, and you've got to wonder what City Football Group are thinking of this. Mm. Yeah. And the richest club in the country mm. going down 5 1 to a club that's not even the same confederation as it. Yeah. Uh, who Arguably one of the, the poorer uh, clubs as well. Potentially, yeah. Uh, it's pretty dismal. Yeah. And like, if we're going to pick on someone, especially those those fullbacks, because you can see why he went into the season with uh, Ian Ramsey and Jason Hoffman, because they, you know their their attack is converted into winners, and he wants his fullbacks to get forward and all that. But at some point, you've got to have that compromise between you know wanting your fullbacks to be aggressive attacking players and actually just being able to defend. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, because otherwise but, you just end up with a two-five-three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, they, just, they can't defend. Well, that's the problem with Monday wing uh, wing backs. The fact that they're just so much, you know, they neglect their defensive duties. Well, I mean, there's wing backs, and there's, there's a doing a four-four-two with two guys who are yeah. complete midfield wingers. Mm. You know, that, that's that's the Socceroos problem when we had Carney. You know, Carney, I think I still think is a very very good left midfielder, left winger. But as a fullback, he's terrible, and mm. we used to pay the price all the time for it. And City have gone down the same route, except they're doing it on both sides, yeah. which is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, there's like the the Louis Van Gaal three centre backs, and then your your yeah. wing backs, which yeah. you know did you well in the World Cup, but not so well at, at United this season. Um, but yeah, you can't. But your defensive mid- midfielders should be dropping back. So yeah. it should be at least three defending. It should be when yeah. you've got people in the ball. Your your defensive midfielder should almost sit and play as a centre back. Yeah, but you still get huge spaces yeah. down your flanks. Yeah, which is just so easy to exploit. And it doesn't help that Kiss Norbert and Willart just aren't very good. Yes, they're just not. Well, mm. to be honest, you know, I, I we did can say that maybe Kiss Norbert. But they might not get, they might not be getting enough protection, perhaps. But then, just in simple, like you know, one v one, they're making. Yeah, I think, I think when you've got fullbacks with the fundamental problems that they've got, it's going to expose the whole defensive yeah. line, and it doesn't really matter how good your your centre backs are if if you're only a two man defence, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. I almost did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Van Ship came out afterwards and said, um, and, and was quoted uh, saying that Partalu back pass confused some of our players, and that was the reason why. It, and, and and everyone stopped. That's not an excuse. I that, that's, that's, that sounds like clutching at straws to me. That yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't quite. That sounds like something you say for ten-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a ten-year-old's club was all oh, they all got confused because he back passed the ball. Yeah, they got a little bit confused, so they stopped playing. <laughs> they were waving at their mum in the in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and what, in fairness, the offside flag did go up. It did. Yes, it yeah, did yeah, go yeah, it did. But, but I mean, it's the golden rule. You you play to the whistle. <laughs> it's it's that <laughs> simple. And I, I, it annoys me so many times when you pe- see people stopping play when the whistle hasn't gone and they're too busy yeah. trying to appeal for the whistle to go. Meanwhile, you know the attackers waltzing past them and trying to score. Uh, and it happens all the time. And that was just like the ultimate example mm. of it. I, I will just say um, credit where credit's due. The referee um, uh, overruled the linesman's decision very well. There, you know, we, we give referees a bit of stick sometimes on the pod. So uh, credit where credit's due. It. Yeah, they deserve. They deserve <laughs> it, but they uh, deserve some, some credit there by from playing on and made the right yes, the right absolutely. decision. And we didn't even talk about disallowed goal in Adelaide Melbourne victory. Yes. So yeah. Very nice. Or the, the pen. 
That was, ne- that was never a pen, that Oh, one. God, yes. No, that oh. was a terrible decision. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's never a pen, a hundred times out of a hundred. And um, also the uh, refusal to book uh, La Rocca for the second attack on Albus. Mm. Not even a foul on a tag on Albus. Yeah. Felt as though the first one should have been a, a card or something. But, uh, but, but not, but the first not one even you can understand the letting that away. But as soon as you see the same guy snapping the same guy in as many minutes, you got to pull your cards out for that. Mm. Especially when... You, it's regardless of whether he gets carried off the field or not. Uh, it's just you don't do that. There's a reason why referees have cards, and it's a is to protect players. That's why they were. That's why the whole card system was brought in to stop people from um, dangerous tackles and all that. So to not um, to, to not show one for such a bad tackle or two bad tackles. Um, yeah, no, it's didn't, he, didn't he get a yellow card on the second one? No, no. no. really, nothing, no. absolutely nothing. God. Can that referee referee every game I play? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll leave refereeing and uh, get back to um, uh, the Wellington City game. Although, actually, we'll, we'll leave it there with um, Vant shipping a lot of goals. Oh, um, to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but where does it leave Vant ship now that, you know, um, they haven't had the greatest start to seasons? Um, and they, they were, to be honest, they were quite promising after the first few rounds of fixtures. I think people were sort of saying, you know, they, they do have the potential of cha- challenging um, for a final spot. Mm. Um, they were never going to win it. Like, let's just get that clear. Like, they were never going to win the A-League. And that, that bookmaker's bit of favourites was just the stupidest thing I've probably heard in this A-League season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they weren't up there with my, my tip for the top, but I, th- I seriously thought they would make the finals. And I yeah. think if, if they don't... And they don't look like they are going to. Uh, there's no way Van Chip will survive that. No. I imagine he'll get a few more games. That's very least. I would be very. I think they'll let him go through January. Mm-hmm. Alois, yeah. he got 14. Yeah. And, like, I mean, uh, it's, it's only a couple of seasons before he's Van Chip on the Fox Sports panel. Exactly. We're going over in Spain for a few months trying to learn how to. Apply a trade. Yeah. Oh god. It's it's the it's where A League coaches go to end their careers. It's the Fox Sports panel because we've got John, John Cosmina on there. You know, we, we used to have him as a but he's done all right for himself. Nah, but anyway, mm. moving on. But no, I, I, to, to talk about City though, I think that just the, the the top four are kind of running away a little bit, aren't they now? Um, and well, especially from uh, from City who are. Ten points behind Sydney in fourth. You know the the, the top six is very achievable, and that uh, and, and there's sort of you know two places up for grabs. Yeah, the, to to get into that finals, but they will be disappointed that they're they're not the fifth per, the fifth team in that in that top four. Well, I mean, you've got three teams that we wanting to get into that top four, uh, into the top six uh, in Wanderers Roar and City mm-hmm. and they all will all feel entitled to, to be in there only two are going to fit yep. uh, so yeah it's anybody's guess I mean Perth Glory's success this season has thrown a, a huge cat amongst the pigeons for everyone with mm-hmm. finals aspirations uh, it really annoys me how Central Coast Mariners one win <laughs> still in touch in the top six <laughs> <laughs> Um, you like, we'll get on to them. But just the terrible. That brings us quite nicely onto that. Uh, the um, F3, also known as the Dull Derby. Um, <laughs> derby, that technically isn't one. Dull Derby. Um, 
One one. Both. Well, yeah. Sorry, the Jets are still yet uh, to win a game. Mariners haven't won since their first win of the season, which was against the Jets. Yeah, was that the first or second round? First round. First First round. round. Mitch Juice scored in the ninety-fifth minute or something. Uh, Yeah, that ridiculous one where Taylor Regan, you know, gets pulled to his knees and the referee didn't see it at all. But anyway, anyway, I digress. Yeah, um, statistically, um, Mariners probably edged it. Uh, they had more possession and quite a few more shots, um, and and the, and the one chance late on for for Matt Sim, which which pulled out a pretty good save. Uh, so the Jets were probably a little bit luckier here on reflection. I think it's anybody's guess. You know, it's it's like a tramp fight. To be honest, <laughs> you could video that and just sell it to American students. <laughs> Watch it while they're drunk and try something to fall asleep to. I think you described this as two fat kids fighting in the last podcast. No, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like your uh, um, <laughs> fighting analogies for, for this game. It should be called the Fight Derby. <laughs> I wouldn't call them fighting as much as just, you know, staring at each other. <laughs> can't be, can't be bothered to watch yeah. <laughs> this game, This game was just so boring. Like, honestly. It was just terrible. Although things did uh, change, the floodgates sort of opened when Montano scored. Mm. Um, it didn't. Huh? Did you say it, 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 it did? It, 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 it did. Yeah. All right. As in the game got... It was a lot more open um, in that, you know, both sides need, desperately need a win under the belt. Um, and so, you know, the both teams upped the intensity and tried to play aggressive football um, a shame that you know no team came out victors but mm. it's never a good sign when even your e-league app doesn't bother giving you updates after kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> even the e-league app was bored by this game <laughs> and just gave up on it uh, it's, it's like one of those games on like match of the day the, the last game to be shown uh, <laughs> of the Premier League and it's, it's almost like oh. Do we need to show this? Can we just say that it was a 1-1 draw? <laughs> there, were, there was very few highlights. 1-1 uh, draw. Yep. But, um, but yeah, so that, that leaves Newcastle again to play um, a, a Wellington-Phoenix side um, this weekend, coming off the back of a 5-1 win. Mm. The best of the A-League in the Sydney Derby and Adelaide-Melbourne victory to the worst of the A-League. Central yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an A-League journey we took this weekend. Mm. Sorry? It was an A-League journey we took. Yeah. It was a great round. From the heights, highs to the lows. Um, But yeah, I think in terms of managerial prospects, I think Stubbins is in for him until Tinkler relinquishes control of his licence. They don't have the money to pay him off, so his job's safe and he's got plenty of time to turn it around because nobody's going to buy the licence off Tinkler and Tinkler's not going to give it up until he goes bust. So I can see that dragging out to the end of the season. Uh, Phil Moss, not so sure. I think time's probably running out for him. Uh, I'd be surprised if he's still there at the end of January. Do they have the money to sack him? I, I think he's not on that much of a deal. Okay. Uh, so it may not be that expensive for him for them to to part. Because you just him. get this feeling now that he could stay here for another two years, and mm. they're just going to stay where they are. They'll pick up occasional wins. They might upset one. Big Very team. possibly. I mean, you're going to wonder yeah. how much ambition Mike Charlesworth yeah. has for the club. And everything suggests not much, to be honest. Well, even if they sack him, who are they going to sort of employ for that mm. matter? I think we we spoke about how Mulvey's out of the picture and that they don't have the money to get him. So they're going to do another, 
you know, we'll uh, promote the uh, assistant coach to the top job and perhaps suffer even more. I think, you know, there's always options available to them. Uh, it just depends, like I say, on how much ambition Charlesworth has and how much he's willing to, to bump into the club to, to see that happen. And to be fair, I don't think he's got terribly much ambition, but also I don't think he's the kind of man to throw good money away. And if he feels he's doing that with Moss, if he feels he can get somebody else in for the same money who might get better results, I think he'll do that, personally. But that's not to say Moss can't still turn it around. I reckon he's got eight weeks. Just get someone in off the Fox Sports panel. Yeah, there's plenty. Um, great, well that, that concludes part one um, Join us after this message um, For um, a little bit of, of a look to Asia um, And we will preview the upcoming games Um, so let's look to Asia. So um, the Asian Cup is now. Me and uh, Kev were out at the Fox Sports Asian Cup launch this morning uh, down on Bondi Beach, watching uh, Bozer and uh, Robbie Slater be uh, we quite es- competitive. We, we escaped unscathed, but not many yeah. others did. It was carnage. Um, I think was it Robbie Slater that got the the one year old kid in the, his, her mother's arms. Yeah, um, they was uh, smashed in the face. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was a five side team. Uh, Fox, Fox Sports All-Stars against the ABC All-Stars and um, it was meant to just be a bit of a friendly kick around for, and, the, cameras. And, for the cameras and good fun <laughs> and, and to be honest it was it, it was good fun it, it was, was, it very, was, it was very entertaining yeah but uh, certain key players were taking it very very <laughs> seriously there were some dodgy tackles going in on Peacock and uh, Bozza was <laughs> just <laughs> ruling everything everywhere the ABC have <laughs> Um, the two sides were uh, Bozza was on the ABC side. Now Bozza was at Fox. So there was Bozza, Slater. Um, oh, that's right. Uh, Slater was in goal. Uh, Tara Rushton. Yeah. Uh, who else was on the Rude and Mark Rudes. Uh, who's another one? Oh, um, Andy Harper. And, yeah, Andy Harper. And then the ABC team had um, Peacock. Andy, Adam Peacock. Yeah, Mel McLaughlin. Uh, Dicko. Um, Zelich. And someone else. So it was one of those Cozzy. scenarios. Cozzy. Cozzy. Yeah. Cozzy. It's one of those scenarios where you're playing like what Wednesday night touch footy, and you don't have enough players on the other team. So you're like, <laughs> so you share a few. Yeah, you're sharing a yeah, few yeah. of your own. It was it was ferocious. Uh, La Rocca on a style tackle. <laughs> Not far off. To, sh- to shame, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Slater was getting very full blooded, even after you know there'd been the incident with the baby and everyone saying, "Right, just calm down, calm down, calm down. down." Slater still firing shots from one end of the pitch over the goals at the other end into the, the cafe crowd behind. Yeah, poor Mel in goal, like just trying to get out of the way of some of the some of the shots. Full blooded smash from Rude. 
Woods. Yeah, straight into the uh... X Pro in it, pretty much full blast um, at, at Mel McLaughlin and Gal. And fair play, she <laughs> stood tall. She, she saved it. the few of them. She stopped it. It was Vedran Janjetovic esque. It was brave. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that was um, uh, so that's uh, that's the Asian Cup. So that's um, Fox kicking that off and um, uh, sort of trying to grow a bit of the excitement. The the cup was down there. Not Meg was there. Not make the Hitler look like wombat. The wombat with with, with uh, uh, the rock eyebrow yep. raised. I didn't realise he had that eyebrow. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. No, it, it's not a friendly eyebrow. No, it's like it's not do you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah, it's, it's and the, the nose. The nose is, is not it's not a round nose. No, it's a Hitler tash nose. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's going to annex Poland before the Asian Cup's over. <laughs> Can we bring him in here for a guest podcast? Does that make for the wombat? <laughs> It would make very good rate. Oh, I, in fact, he's just walked in now. <laughs> you right? Yeah, yeah. Sit so, yourself down. Yeah, just have a seat. Sit over there and uh, and don't say anything. Um, we'll. Yeah. we'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So um, the AFC awards. Um, were uh, were announced over the weekend, and um, and we, we, we touched on Mike Mulvey getting uh, the Queensland Coach of the Year, uh, Papa picking up the AFC Coach of the Year as his uh, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers team sits bottom of the league. Um, very well deserved, though. Oh yeah, I mean in terms of what he's achieved uh, with the club in the three years. If you just ignore this season uh, at uh, a league level, uh, it's just been phenomenal, mm. absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and you know, he probably should have won two or three times over, yeah. truth be told. But it's more than more than deserved uh, that he's got it this time. And the same for the club as well. I mean, the, uh, the club to win team of the year, having won the ACL in just their third year of existence, so equally big achievement, fantastic. Uh, player of the year, however. Bit farcical. Mm. It's um, ridiculous. Look, he's he's banned, isn't Al he? Al Shimani won. For those who didn't know, uh, Al Shimani, the guy who spat at uh, Sparanovic, uh, currently banned for eight games, uh, wins Player of the Year, <coughs> and and was not re- had no remorse about the incident no, at all. Yeah, none whatsoever. Said he got provoked. Yeah, he was yeah. responding normal response to verbal abuse. What was really interesting was Blatter was there. Which I, I certainly didn't expect him to be there for that matter. Surprised he didn't get spat on. Payday. Yeah. <laughs> be some money involved, brown envelope lying around somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, quick, quick, going back to Popper, um, he must have aspirations of, uh, of coaching elsewhere. Do you, do you think this could be the uh, the recognition that sort of pushes him into the in, into a Europe or elsewhere in Asia for sure but I think he's stood pretty still in terms of you know like rumours of managerial offers anyway I think he, he definitely wants to win an A-League I think he title. I think he needs be... to win one to, to be able to get anywhere grand final yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know I think having won the Asian Champions League I think that, that's actually going to be higher in the CV than any grand final or, uh, for overseas audience I think for him though and I've never spoken to him about it, and I'm entirely guessing. I think the only club that he would actually leave the Wanderers for is Crystal Palace. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and you know, they've just got a new manager. That's going to be probably at least the end of the season. He's that seems to be doing not too badly. He's doing well. Yeah. Uh, so, I think you'll stay with Wanderers until such times as either the pa- Palace dream doesn't look like it's ever going to happen, mm. uh, or he does move to the UK. Does. Uh, is there a move from 
the A League straight to the Premier League. That's not that, that's not achievable, really, is it? It's unprecedented. It's unprecedented, but we've only been. But I he's, mean, Australian coaches going overseas uh, are fairly rare breed mm. until recently, with the Asian us moving into. Well, yeah, well, they predominantly yeah. go to Asia. And yeah. only, well, the A League A League coaches that have gone to Asia haven't particularly been successful. No, no. but Popovich, I think, is a different story in that he was assistant coach at yeah. Palace previously. Yeah. yeah. So for him to go away. To leave as an assistant coach, be a coach at a, a lower, effectively a lower team, mm-hmm. and then come back as coach. I think that's a, a normal progression yeah. for a coach. And if we're going to just focus on being the A League to the Premiership, that's just a bit chip on our shoulder. To mm-hmm. be honest, I'd, I'd see no reason why he can't do that. And I think the club and the players would all accept his uh, career progression mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. But, 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 With an Asian Champions League. Title under your belt. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know I'm, I'm playing sort of devil's advocate a little bit here, but um, uh, w- would that be um, uh, encouraged by the fans? You know, uh, seeing a uh, your, your Popovich is a, a national hero to Palace fans, as far as I can get, gather. There have been very strong rumours every time a Palace manager gets sacked, which is more regular than you would think. So <laughs> yeah. It always comes out every time Popovich's name comes up, so it's a possibility. Mm. And you never know. If they go down to the championship, that's that's when it starts looking more like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. for sure. I'd go so far as to say it's sort of inevitable the fact that, as Kevin just mentioned, a lot of the fans feel as though he's the ideal sort of manager for the club. Um, journalists think he is, which is which explains why he's always put put in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, the so, fact yeah, that uh, it's a good story for Australian audiences is also a reason why he's always put in the mix. But that, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, but. I think genuinely he would be a good match, he would be a good fit and I would be really, really interested to see how he got on and I think he would be too. Uh, and well, the funny thing about Popovich is that this is his team. This is the only top job that he's ever had mm. and it's firmly like his team. This entire yeah. Wanderers, not only like the, the starting eleven, but the entire club is basically built in his image. Yeah. We, we associate the Wanderers with what Popovich has made them out to be. Mm. Can he go to another club that's already got you know pre-established culture? But I, I I get the feeling that he's built the Wanderers in Palace's image, or of yeah. what his imagination of what Palace should be yeah. or was, uh, and that's been his inspiration for the Wanderers. Therefore, that translation would be quite easy for him to do or yeah. transition. Assuming he went to Palace, yeah, yeah, that's what that's yes, that's, I, what, that's what makes me think. Sorry, yes, yeah, if yeah. he went to if he went club, to another like, club, yeah, like it would be with somebody else's squad, yeah. Somebody else's philosophy, yeah, yeah, that would be a, a totally different ball game. Yeah, because uh, this, these are all his players. Yeah, still, and the core of the squad from his first season is still there. Yeah, but I mean, he—he, he, I feel as though if he were to move over, he'd be doing so during the transfer window, and we all know his transfer policy, which is uh, a very optimistic outlook, um, focuses on you know the the current squad, um, but also focuses on the future and building youth talent and, and bring them into the first team so <laughs> that's proper uh, the, another the other big winner um, or one of the other um, uh, big winners from the um, AFC awards was um, Katrina Gurry AFC Women's Player of the Year um, and scored an absolute screamer the day before have you, have you seen this goal no get on YouTube Absolute cracker! Um, she's she's got a lot in a uh, um, in, in a locker. She can do it, and she can hit it for for a size. I think she's like five foot. Or can't be much more than five foot. Um, and she rocketed one from about 
30 yards out into the top corner absolute screamer um, jump on YouTube and, uh, and, and check it out I might try and uh, post it on, on Facebook if I can uh, if I can dig it out and um, Amile talking of Crystal Palace mm. uh, international player of the year and, uh, and very well deserved Again, I think, he's had a great I, I think it's a that's great result for him. I'm a bit of a surprise, though, to be honest. I'm delighted by the focus, the attention that Australia's got from the AFC this year. But mm-hmm. why? Why suddenly now? Well, I, if, I think we've been better in the past eight years and not had that kind of attention, but, but I, I, with I, I, the exception I, of the Wanderers. I, I think um, Jednak is is very well deserved um, of, of that spot of uh, international player. If you look at the other top Asian players, so like your Japanese, uh, Kagawa only moved to Borussia Dortmund in the summer and didn't play very much. In Dortmund, uh, uh, yeah, and, 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 and they're playing awful. Um, you know the, the other Japanese is it, is it Honda, Honda who plays in Inter AC Milan AC Milan yeah. who are who equally not doing very well yeah. um, Jednak uh, according to the, that report that came out recently is the second best player in Europe according to stats oh, yeah. um, behind behind Hazard it's not it, it wasn't Fox Sports it's a UK but I mean did, did, look at those words you just said what second best player in Europe the Ballon d'Or, you know, the top did three revealed last night. No, no, statistically speaking, no, did he, did he make Lionel the um, FFT 100? Hmm? I don't know. That's a good point. Actually, Ooh, I have to check that. But yeah, I mean, seriously, I can, I can statistically you, or otherwise, I can tell you why. Willie's a very good player because he mm. tackles interceptions. Yeah, yeah, get your stats. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And he does lots of tackles and interceptions because he plays in a small team who have to right. defend a lot. Well, that's, but, that's literally what it is. But no, but that's that's not the not the case because he's the only defensive midfielder anywhere near the top. I think I think it's in the top twenty-five. So if that is the case, his interceptions and tackles could be the same for every battling team elsewhere in Europe. Um, you know, he scored seven goals this season. I think now with, with his yeah. goal um, at the weekend in the Premier League for a defensive midfielder. You know, they've been free kicks and pens. But I don't know. I'm banging the drum for Melee here. I'm surprised <laughs> no, that everyone no. else is so sceptical. No, I, 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 I'd like Melee. I think he's a great player for Crystal Palace. I'd like to see his passing improve for the Socceroos dramatically. Um, but I just can't quite equate him with being second best in Europe. Can't quite equate him with being the top 100 of Europe. And I like and I, I like Millet, but Yeah, so do I. The stats are stupid. But yeah. like. They're nonsense. They're not stupid, but they just don't give like a proper outlook of yeah, exactly of who are actually at the top. It is. It it is like Like statistically, he's a great. Obviously, everyone we've seen is a great player, but Hmm. like when you compare him to the Messi's and Ronaldo's, that's two feet. Even even for the position, you know, of course, Yednak and say someone like Makalele, who's same position, pretty much. Night and day, you know, McLeary was all about the uh, the passing and distribution mm-hmm. and forcing the play forward. Jednak's a disruptor; he goes in there and breaks the play up and yeah. hopefully restarts it again. Mm-hmm. But too many times, you've got to say the pass goes awry. Uh, what comes from? You can make an interesting point actually because Jednak's one of those old school defensive midfielders. You know, he's drops there to tackle and intercept. Mm. Increasingly, like more at the top level, we're seeing like players like Tony Cruz. Seth Fabregas are playing in the same position as Jednak which you know is he the last of a dying breed how many how many players in the top European clubs or even in the Premier League can you name 
are in Gen Next style and playing the same position. Well, I, 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 I think, but no, but you, you you made the point before. Like he's a, a he plays for a battling yeah. Premier League team. You know, Xabi Alonso playing that deep lying defensive midfielder for for a Bayern Munich yeah. team um, is a complete. You know, like it's they have so much role. of the ball. Yeah. Um, whereas you know. Which is, exactly is why to break it up. which is exactly why Jed Nack's up the top of that list yeah. and someone like Chubby Lonzo is down the bottom. Well, no, no, but it's, it's, it's built based on different things. So that there is a, there's an algorithm that um, I will have to look into further. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially now, because I'm, I'm, I'm talking so passionate about it. Um, that, um, that is putting all their different positions in, um, in, into consideration, and uh, you know, and the, the strikers will get more for, more points for a goal rather than a defender will get clean sheets okay. and interceptions and head. It's based on all different attributes. You should be you of, 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 of all people um, should be behind this. I'm, I'm not a stats fan, to be honest. Not a, st- <laughs> not a stats fan. I prefer to you know to watch the game with context. And analyze it, you know, using. He just likes his bird eye, bird's eye GPS. <laughs> yeah, that's all he cares. Just like does, 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 did, did these stats come away and say that Jacob Burns is the best player in A League history? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be exactly the the role within the A League, you know? Terry McFlynn, Bedlam, yeah, but, Bruce. But but you're but that's based on um, them just being a stopper. Um, it, it also takes into consideration his passing. And um, I find that hard. That's, that's a bit I find hard to believe them. <laughs> it's seven goals. I, I can take the goals. Yeah. I can take the disruption, the interceptions, the tackles. But the distribution is, oh, for my money, the weakest part of his game by a long, long way. Definitely for the Socceroos. Um, but he, he he plays that role a lot better in uh, at, at Crystal Palace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he plays with those players, you know, four or five times a week. So yeah. there's an understanding there that he, he doesn't necessarily have with the Socceroos. Um, but the one thing I will say, and this can be the last point where that everyone jumps on me, <laughs> is um, these stats show that he's a, a more all-round player than, than any other player. So he'll, for his position, his goals are a lot more than a defensive midfielder should get. His, his, his tackling and uh, and passing potentially his tackling interceptions are the, one of the best in the world for his position um, so that elevates him above the rest of the players you know like Messi has scored a ridiculous amount of goals <gasps> <gasps> I'm getting too you passionate you were the one to drop it <laughs> damn that F-bomb um, bookings bring the spine <laughs> all the money was on Kev <laughs> uh, um, but yeah Messi scored uh, I nearly did it again then <laughs> Messi has scored a lot of goals um, uh, this season but he's, he's there to score goals so maybe his his goal scoring isn't as uh, equivalent as uh, um Jednax. anyway I certainly feel as though he is a bit underrated in that he doesn't get as much credit as he does deserve. I reckon he's got the best beard in football. Mm. That's mm. It, you know, I think he can I, I lay can a healthy agree, claim to I that. I can agree that the stats show he's a more well rounded player. Point for beard. Mm. Yeah, but I, I'd still take you know Hazard or Messi over Jednak. <laughs> Not for a defensive yeah. midfielder though. What if, what if you were Arsenal? Hmm? They, need you, yeah. they need you. They need you. Okay, so the, the, that's a fair point actually. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. If I was going to sign any of them, and I ran Arsenal, I would both sign Jednak. It's true. There we go. Yeah. You, you would recommend that Arsenal get Jednak ahead of 
Messi or Ronaldo. Well, Wenger wouldn't do it, but I think all, all of us would. In uh, I'd still get Ronaldo. Well, all right. <laughs> Ronaldo or Messi, uh, but but uh, Hazard or um, Jedna. Hazard in, two games in, in January. Has anyone seen that video of um, Scherzner playing FIFA 15? And basically, he's playing as Arsenal manager um, to the point where he decided to sell himself to Manchester United <laughs> for $18 million in order to buy a decent defensive midfielder. <laughs> sort of telling, isn't it? Yeah. He, he, he knows much more than Arsene Wenger does. <laughs> he even came out and said, uh, yeah, even my FIFA team does need a, a defensive midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Revolt in the ranks. Um, the, the other thing from um, overseas, uh, Matthew Leckie hit the bar twice with a header. Oh, that was great. Have you seen that? that was, that was great. Seen... And, and he scored as well. And he played an well. assist. Yeah. Back heel. Oh, yeah, that was, that, that was a great touch, that. Did, did they score from that? Yeah, yeah. From that back did. heel? They did, yeah. Yeah, very, very nice. Um, it's good to see him actually score. Yeah. Because he doesn't do much of that with the Socceroos, so you kind of mm. hope he will get into that rhythm and do well for the Socceroos in the Asian uh, Exactly, and that kind of brings it all into the to the Asian feel of this, uh, of this part, that... It's great to see that Jednak is the best player in the world, and Lecky is uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, is, um, is is playing well for for his club, and you know that's good to see when we're a month away from from the Asian Cup. Did, Promising. Didn't four four two UK put out their list of one hundred best players in the world this morning? This morning, this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, was Jednak on it? We, we just asked that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll look into that when I look into my algorithm. Okay. <laughs> I suspect he probably was probably number two. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> number Phil two. Lam no, Phil, Phil, Phil Lam. Lam. Philip Lam was number Who, two. Yeah. yeah. Funnily enough, converted to, from a right back to a defensive midfielder, but still plays right back. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's not even talk about that because I'll be here for another twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to that debate, so. Into what? What? Philip Lam, Philip Lam being number two. You disapprove? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. We'll come back to that. Uh, yeah. Future we'll do that next do that week. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. Time yeah. to digest. <laughs> find a hobby horse to climb on each. <laughs> um, great. Okay. Well, um, let's just jump into um, predictions. For we're running out of time a little bit, so we'll have to um, go through this one. Uh, predictions for the weekend quite quickly. At least it's not even just the weekend. So we've got um, Wanderers v Brisbane tomorrow, um, night. tomorrow tonight. night. Tonight, probably tonight. If you're listening to it on Wednesday, um, which. It, and so we've got a game every, pretty much every night this week. So it's Wednesday, busy, busy, busy. Wednesday Wanderers Brisbane, Thursday Sydney Perth, uh, Friday Mariners Victory, uh, Saturday North Sydney Oval. Uh, yeah, the which invasion is, begins. Which just is really bad <laughs> yeah, the, for the, a football pitch. No, that was there last year uh, for the match they had played against Phoenix, and it's a good wee venue actually. They take it over. They have stalls outside. It's a bit of a sort of carnival festival atmosphere. They do a really job with it, but it's North Sydney. It's not the Central Coast. <laughs> Although the victory came out and said that the playing surface is not. The it's best. got a cricket it's pitch in the middle of it. Said. It's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's trees. There's trees really quite close to the, uh, the pitch. <laughs> Mm. Which is never, you know, really FIFA standard. No. to be honest, I've no. I've played on a pitch all season, um, which has got a cricket cricket pitch uh, wicket in the in the middle, and it's like clay. So all the pitch around it is really nice grass, and when you play centre mid, you are pretty much just playing in clay for ninety minutes, <laughs> which is not enjoyable. So um, I, I'm sure Victory will be exploiting the wings as much as they can in this uh, in that game. Um, 
so yes, Saturday, Newcastle, Wellington, uh, and also Adelaide and Wanderers. Um, twice, the Wanderers will play twice in four days, and uh, the Sunday concludes with Melbourne City versus Brisbane Roar, uh, who will have an extra day rest. So um, let, let's get into predictions. So um, we'll start with Kev for Wanderers. I think Wanderers going to get the mojo back just a little bit here. Reckon fancy them for a one 0 win. One 0 to Wanderers. I, I would say Wanderers if it wasn't for this feeling that Tony Popovich is going to do a Tony Popovich and do nine changes. You reckon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's a good chance of that actually with the well, next I'm, game coming. So but one. I think he will think he's got more chance of winning this game than the Adelaide game. Mm. So he'll field his best team for this one. <laughs> Who knows with Tony Ball? I think, <laughs> I think, he'll, I think he'll field um, solid teams of both games, to, to be honest. I mean, imagine what beating Adelaide would do to your morale. Mm. Um, and beating Brisbane, getting a bit of a revenge on last year's A-League Grand Final would be, would, wouldn't do the team any harm whatsoever. So I think I'd be going for a Western Sydney 2-0 two, two win. 2-0 two win. And I've gone for 2-1. Um, I, Popper cannot make nine changes for this game. They, they've not played many games at home, and this is, uh, as you said, a definite winner, winnable game. Um, if, if he does do the nine changes, can we just trademark it? The Popovich? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've done a Popovich this <laughs> in, in the dictionary by 2015. <laughs> Doing a Popovich. Um, and Sydney Perth, Thursday night. Which um, this will be a good game, I think. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Again, uh, is Sasha going to be back for this one? Do you know? Emmy, you know? Who knows? Uh, Sasha's back, a fancy Sydney. They'll have Dmitrievich back. And pretty much full team with the exception of Abbas. Who's going to play left wing? Um, they're running out of left wingers. Brosk. Yeah, well, Brosk has been playing left midfield. Yeah, he went. Um, and then you've had Schmelt and um, Yanko up front, which is really interesting because I've. Yanko seems to be dropping more to the wings now. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting. And Yanko is just playing as a sole striker in that regard. Um, Could they get an injury replacement in? Yeah, I think they will do. They'll be able to know. I think think they had a a, a space free as well. Yeah. I know they were looking pre-season at uh, Rogic. Uh, and Rogic, Tom Rogic, Tommy Rogic mm-hmm. and he's been told by Celtic as far as I can gather that uh, if he can get another club he's free to go they won't stand in his way so no transfer fee required uh, I don't know if Rogic will be happy to go as an injury replacement though you know, mm. he'd probably want the want, uh, full contract yeah uh, but what happened to Nick Carl? I'm, is he dead? <laughs> this is the thing I couldn't understand. Yeah. Last weekend, of all the times that you, you would think he was going to get a game, yeah. still nothing. Well, to be fair, Ryan Grant actually played quite well in that game, yeah, as I said I mean, earlier. Um, he, he did look a bit out of touch in the first in the opening minutes or so. Um, and Dimitri Ivich is injured. Abbas has taken off after ten minutes. And Nick Carl still sits on the bench. Mm. Well, yeah, he's was he on the bench? Yeah, he was on the bench. I checked. Uh, I mean, <laughs> poor blog has got to get a game somewhere. Mm. Is, I mean, he was their Australian marquee. Is he still? Not anymore. I don't think. No, is it? Do they have a re- got any renegotiated when he came back the second? Hey, the last time. Yeah, he went away on loan and came back in a renegotiated contract. But you know, 
he joined Sydney as a marquee player, and mm. now he can't get a game. In, in one of the earlier pods, um, we talked about Carl and how he was actually playing well um, after one of the FFA Cup. It games. was the FFA Cup yeah. game, yeah. Um, but we we also had a, like a pretty pessimistic outlook in that we couldn't see him getting back into the first team. Mm. Yeah, I remember that game. He was he was out to impress, wasn't he? Like all yeah. these nice little turns and yeah. uh, flicks, and and yet he's back heels. Yeah, he's still not. But you know, like I say, last week if he couldn't get a game last week, he's never going to get a game. Yeah, uh, which is tragic because I think he's got a lot to offer. Mm. Uh, so uh, give us a score. Oh yeah, you want to score? Um, one one. One one. Tim, but an exciting one one. Ah, uh, Sydney Perth. So. Uh. Going against Perth every single week, so oh, I should go with them this week. Three one. Three one to Perth. <laughs> Going with them in style. Yeah. We're not making these up for you this weekend. <laughs> Cronum. Um, I feel as though Sydney will uh, have an upper hand in this match. Um, so I'm going to say two 0 Sydney. Two 0 Sydney again. I'm I'm saying Perth because I want them to lose. That's the thing. Uh, uh, because I, I've said they're going to finish outside the finals, and we're a third of the way through the season. And they're, they're <laughs> this tipping, you're table. running out. <laughs> but Tim, this tipping comp holds no ground. Really does not care about it. Is, is, is this to prove you right on Perth, or to stop me saying Lose? Oh, it's either if they lose, then I look good. Because then I, my prediction comes true that I said they finish outside the finals. If they win, well, then I get the points for the tipping. Okay. And I'm yeah, pretty sure Kenny Lowe does listen to our pod. That sounds Just like a win-win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So does. <laughs> Uh, Mariners victory Friday night Gav I think victory are going to steamroller this one again I keep saying this but they're not going to let me down this time I think it's going to be 3-1 for victory I just wrote down 3-1 for my prediction as well at the same time there we go you're doing that thing aren't you (laughs) (laughs) I said 3 0 3 0 10 yeah yeah Melbourne victory in pretty good form they're my title favourites yeah, actually. Oh. Um, four nil. Four nil. Oh, doing a Tim Palmer. That's been trademarked <laughs> as well. Um, we've we've got a couple of minutes to just go through these quite quickly. So, um, uh, Newcastle Wellington Saturday, Kev. Uh, it's going to be Wellington still riding that wave of the five-one win, and they're going to win two nil. <laughs> oh, I'm just on the exact same score. Um, Tim. One all. One all. Kevin's relying on the tip master. I know, I think Kev's <laughs> copying my scores now. Cronin? Um, um, 3-0 to Wellington. After what they did to the Melbourne City. 3-0 to Wellington. 3-0. That's a pretty comprehensive Wellington win. Oh, actually, apart from Tim, who banked the draw. Okay, um, Adelaide Wanderers. Uh, Reds at home... Against slightly tired Wanderers with an eye on Club World Cup, 3-1 to Adelaide. 3-1 to Adelaide. Tim? Um, 2-1 to Adelaide. 2-1 to Adelaide. I've gone for 2-1 as well. I think it's going to be a close game, actually. Um, I feel as though it's going to be a draw, one all. I think. one all. And then the final game of the round, City v Raw, Sunday afternoon. 
You know when you get two little yappy terrier dogs <laughs> fighting and again one on one leash <laughs> and one wants to go one way and the other one wants to go the other way and they just don't actually move and there's a lot of movement uh. and the little paws are going and rubbing themselves in their way in the ground. That's what this game's going to be like. See, no fighting. No fighting. Okay. Uh. Um, but yeah, it's going to be turgid and I reckon. But I think Brisbane will still come away with a win. That's going to be an important win for them. Two nil. I think some people just tune in for Kev's analogies (laughs) (laughs) should be called uh, Kevin Ayer's Analogy FM (laughs) Um, I'm going to say 1-0 City because City have beaten Brisbane twice in the past two games and I think they'll make it a hat-trick because you know we talked about City being vulnerable in the full-back areas but Brisbane aren't particularly good at exploiting that kind of thing and so I think City will be able to, and it's it's the sort of thing they'll do. They'll they'll win and they'll give Van Ship another five games. Mm. Mm. True, yeah. Cronin, uh, it's the Dutch derby, isn't it? <laughs> no, it is too. Yeah, Dutch derby. Yeah, we can build it as that, right? It's double Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. There we go. Where's the bum tish? Bum tish. There we go. Double Dutch. <laughs> um, Amazing. <laughs> I think, yeah, um, Brisbane will get a win here. I'm going to say 2-0 Brisbane. 2-0 Brisbane as well. This is one I can't really, I can't really call. I'm, I'm going, I'm going either way. Um, I might go just, I, I might just go for the, go for the draw on this one. Um, good stuff. So that just leaves us to the prediction table. Uh, Kev still sitting on top of the table with 19 points um, after only predicting the right score, uh, the right result um, in one of the games. This uh, to give us, give him one point. Uh, Cronin and myself are joint second on 13. Um, me picking the the right score on the Wanderers game uh, and the Wellington result and Tim bottom of the ladder on 10 points well, I have to give you credit for, for making up my results as a, our tips as amandish as possible you did very well to make sure I wouldn't get any points cause yeah. I, well we, actually we, I mean, we got 5-0 for Phoenix and City so we came close just the wrong <laughs> yeah just the wrong good stuff Cool. So um, that um, is is pretty much all for us. Um, Can I just add how impressed I was um, over the weekend with the tributes that clubs and uh, the A-League gave for Phil Hughes? Um, in particular, I was at the Sydney Derby and uh, they did the clap, uh, clapping for one minute on the 63rd minute, which I thought mm-hmm. was really touching and a very nice gesture from, from the A-League. I think the, the whole... Reaction to Phil Hughes' death has been just outstanding, to be honest. Everyone's been pretty respectful and it's been very dignified, not mockish, even when the the commercial interest started rushing out and buying lots of bats from Rebel Sports and stuff and leaving them outside the door Mm. rather than the the ones that seasoned bats that punters were leaving. Uh, But even still, I thought it was uh, a very dignified response to such a tragedy. Yeah. Touched us all. Hmm. But yes, happy note to finish the podcast on. <laughs> yeah, um, join us next week. Um, no, um, <laughs> go out and, uh, and buy the mag. Um, it's the last week to uh, to get the David Via issue, um, which is on sale. And then um, we've just got in a nice shiny new um, Asian Cup issue, which is on sale next week. Which we will give you a little bit more information on then. So uh, uh, that's all for today, Kevin. Thanks for coming. In. Cheers, Tim. Good chat, Cronin. Ciao, ciao. See you later. Bye.